0: Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast. This is Jamie Truman, your host. This podcast is for philanthropists that are actively looking to expand their donor portfolio. The founders and I will be having in-depth conversations about their organization. At the conclusion of each episode, you will be able to make an educated decision on if this organization resonates with you. Welcome to another episode of the Truman Charities Podcast. My guest today is Brittany Belargen. Now, Brittany has joined Arrow Angel in July of 2021 as the Special Projects Director. Arrow Angel's mission is to provide free medical flights for critically ill children. Now, there is no other organization in the country providing dedicated flights to children's hospitals for medically fragile children who cannot safely fly on commercial airline flights or drive. And so I cannot wait to talk to Britt and hear all of the wonderful things that you guys are doing. Britt, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on, Jamie. Of course. Now, I want to know a little bit about your background and how you ended up uh, within this organization. Yes, absolutely. So I spent about a decade
1: abroad volunteering and working in various organizations, and I knew that coming back to Colorado, I really wanted to be um, still part of the philanthropic world and community, um, particularly helping children battling illnesses because I was actually one of those children. Um, I'm a brain tumor uh, survivor, had surgery when I was 15. And so I kind of understand what these families are going through. But coming back, I also realized that I, you know, have this passion for aviation and I was thinking about delving sort of into that industry as well. So as you can imagine, finding Arrow Angel was really like the perfect match for me. It kind of um, merged all my interests and passions together. So I immediately reached out to our founder um, when I came across a book that he had created about flights that um, they have done. And um, I asked to just be brought on as a volunteer. And um, we had some conversations. And one thing led to another. And I was hired on as the special projects director. So my main role was to help build the program and increase our capacity to fulfill more flight requests. And as most people in um, nonprofits can understand, you wear many hats. So um, my role involves a lot of different things. I Have the opportunity to work on the operations side, which I absolutely love, um, you know, working on building the program, but I also get to interact with the families and the children and that part really tugs at my heartstrings. Um, I absolutely love that and I love seeing, um, you know, sort of the outcomes that they have after taking one of our flights.
0: Yeah. When I was on your website and I was looking under vision and you guys have, you have some fantastic videos on your website that I think everybody should go and look at. And one of the videos you were talking about how you're working in the field a lot with these families, like you had just mentioned, can we talk about some of the families that you've met?
1: Yes. So I've actually met quite a few families um, in the year that I've been there. Um, I've been very fortunate enough to do so and even maintain contact with them after our flights, just to kind of follow along with the journey. Cause I'm sure you can imagine even after, you know, procedure surgeries um, they're still going through quite a lot. Um, so I do like following along and just seeing, you know, if there's anything still that we can do to help with them. So, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of kind of stories of hope to tell, but I think one that I would love to share with you would be one that we recently did um, a flight for Leo, who was diagnosed with De- uh, complete DeGeorge syndrome. And so this is a quote unquote, bubble boy syndrome, um, which means that they're born without a thiamis, um, which thymus is what helps you develop an immune system as a baby. And so because of this, he was isolated in a bedroom for months, um, not Even able to, you know, go out into the rest of the house and, you know, interact with siblings. Um, The parents ultimately actually had to pull out all of his siblings from school and the whole family was isolated in their home to sort of mitigate that risk of exposing Leo to any pathogens. And they waited for about three years for acceptance to undergo a pioneering thymus implant therapy, um, which was developed by Duke University um, and recently received FDA approval. So when they got the call that they were being accepted into that program, um, they knew obviously he couldn't fly commercially um, because of the risk um, of being exposed to um, any type of illness. So um, they contacted us and it was a very, very short notice flight because he had to be he had to fly from Fresno, California to Raleigh, Durham, uh, North Carolina in um, a matter of days. And so uh, often with those short notice flights, it's hard to find a jet donor. So we have to charter out a flight. And so for that, one, we worked with Fly Exclusive, they were absolutely amazing. We were able to get a flight for him and fly him and his parents out. And shortly after he arrived, they were able to start the um, implant therapy. And the parents informed me that um, the doctors are really helpful that within nine months, he should be able to develop enough of an immune system to where um, not only obviously will he be feeling better, but the family will start to regain some of those things that, you know, they have lost in life, such as, you know, the kids being in school, the parents haven't even be, been able to see their parents or Leo's grandparents. Um, the grandparents haven't met Leo. So they, they told me they're really excited for them to be able to meet him for the first time. And so uh, hearing all of that is just, I mean, absolutely amazing because, you know, these are really life-changing and life-saving flights. Um, It not only impacts the children,
0: but it really, really impacts the whole family. Wow. That's an incredible story. And that's just one of so many. So if you go onto your site, there are so many stories of hope. And I want to talk a little bit about exactly how your organization works. So if somebody's in need, how does this work?
1: Yeah, so it's really great. We're actually not doing any sort of like advertising or marketing right now. We're all based on referrals and we're getting pretty much all of our requests from flights from people who have heard about us through through other families who have done our flights. And so when a family does want to request an Aero Angel flight, we direct them to our website, aeroangel.org, to fill out a form, and we ask that they attach a letter of ne- medical necessity. This states the medical reasons a private flight is needed, as well as ensures a child is medically safe to fly in a pressurized business jet. So once that whole form is completed, um, it's then submitted in. Our flight coordinator actually sends out a weekly flight request to jet donors. And currently we have a jet donor database, um, about 250, over 250 jet donors. And so uh, we send it out to them. And if we do get a request that's very time sensitive, we'll reach out uh, directly to designate a contact for jet donors that we think might be a good fit for a particular flight. And if there's a case where we're unable to secure a jet donor, we then access our emergency flight fund and we purchase a charter flight. And so once a flight is actually confirmed, um, an itinerary is sent out to passengers and pilots. And then we kind of, as a team, turn our attention toward ensuring that the family has a great flight experience. So that can mean anything from um, there's been times where we've delivered food to um, pilots and passengers when they've had a fuel stop. Um, We've also had team members show up at FBOs to donate um, gifts um, to the child or just simply, you know, being available, letting them know that we're here if they have any questions throughout the entire process, including the flight as well.
0: I like how you start to mention a little bit about the experience of the flight. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that's like for the families? Yeah. So some, a lot of these families
1: haven't, you know, been on private flights, which is understandable, you know, going through any type of, you know, medical issues, um, with kids, it gets you know, quite costly and and a lot of them aren't able to fly commercially and it really limits, you know, transportation for them. And so we have been finding that a lot of our passengers that go on our flights, they kind of don't know what to expect. And so that's why we came up with our very detailed flight itinerary to kind of tell them, you know, what they need to bring, where to go, you know, how to get there. Um, You know, we often have transportation meeting them when they arrive so that they can just get straight off the plane and go to the hospital or to um, the accommodation that they're being donated. And, um, you know, the, the family I actually just talked about Leo's family, um, had mentioned to me, they actually had never even been on a plane in, it was over 20 years for both of them. So for them, it was a very, um, sort of frightening experience. Um, but they, after they got off the plane, they had told me that, you know, everything went so smoothly that, you know, from the, the moment that we gave them the itinerary and we were in communication with them, you know, everything was just very much made known um, as to what to expect. And then when they got to the flight, the pilots were just so welcoming, um, you know, offered them snacks and drinks and, and told them what to expect in terms of weather conditions and things like that. And they just said that they were just so blown away. And um, so I'm glad that that experience went well, but we
0: strive to have that kind of experience for every single flight wow, I can't imagine not being in a flight over 20 years. They must've been a little bit nervous to say the least. I can only imagine, right?
1: (laughs) I can't imagine. And especially, you know, for a lot of these families, it's really stressful too, because, you know, bringing a child who's, you know, medically fragile and immunocompromised um, onto a flight, you know, you're always going to have some kind of worries. You know, we, we make sure we take precautions, obviously sanitizing the entire plane, masking, things like that. But, you know, there's always... I'm sure families have kind of that worry, plus, you know, carrying all of their, you know, equipment that they need and just like the coordination of it all, I'm sure can be stressful for them. So we really try to make it as pleasant of of an experience as they can have with as much support as we can give them.
0: Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about some of the feedback that you're getting from these families after they arrive? Yeah, a lot of our families.
1: Like I said, we stay in touch with quite a few of our families. Um, I've actually become friends with a lot of the the moms and dads just through, you know, email interaction, some of them through phone interaction. And, you know, we actually have um, events that go on like charitable fundraising events, and some of them even come out for those. And so it's been really great to see, we get a lot of feedback, um, a lot of testimonials coming our way, even without request. people are sending in, you know, emails or posting things online, just saying how, you know, grateful they are for the flights and kind of just explaining process for maybe other people who don't quite understand um, what that whole process is like. And as I said, most of our requests that we're getting in are referrals from other families. So a lot of these families are in hospitals for extended periods of time. And so they meet other you know, parents who potentially need flights for their kids. Because a lot of these kids, I mean, a lot of people don't think, you know, especially for specialized medical care, um, oftentimes it's offered you know, if a hospital specializes in a certain, you know, rare disease, it's often not offered at multiple hospitals. And so these kids are traveling typically far distances and are not able to travel commercially because they, you know, have the risk of contracting pathogens. They have very, you know, low immune systems and often they're just medically fragile. So it's even hard just getting through an airport. So I think a lot of these families, you know, they're part of Facebook groups and, um, you know, you know, various other groups like that. And, and so they all talk to each other and it's just been really great to see, you know, we'll get requests and they say, oh, so and so their son just got a flight from you. They had a great experience. Um, we were just what well, we need a flight and we were wondering how we go about starting. And, uh, you know, I'll just say our flight coordinator is one of the most amazing humans. I know she's just so compassionate and she's so hardworking. I mean, she takes calls, you know, any time of the day, 24 seven, she's just amazing. Really? Like I'm blown away by her. Um, but yeah, our whole team works really hard to make sure that, you know, families are taken care of from the moment that they send in a request to even, you know, after they deboard the plane and they're continuing on care with their kids. We want to make sure that we're maintaining good relationships with all of them.
0: You were speaking a little bit earlier about how the planes are donated.
1: So our planes that are donated are either by uh, private owners or companies that have planes or charter companies. And typically they all have their own pilots. Um, and so if they donate a flight, typically it's with their pilots that they've hired and the, vol- the pilots volunteer their time for that flight. Sometimes these fl- these planes are flown single Pilot. And so in those cases, our founder is actually a commercial pilot. And so he'll go out and meet the founder and the pilot and he'll actually um, join the flight so that there's a, you know, a crew of professional pilots.
0: All of these people are coming together and donating their time. And I was reading that 97% of your donations go directly to the Arrow Angel flights, which is incredible.
1: Yes, absolutely. We're very proud of the fact that 97% of our donations um, go directly to the cost of our flights. And that's honestly largely due to the generosity of all of our volunteers and our supporters. I mean, we're just so grateful for all of them.
0: So how do you guys see Aero Angels in the future?
1: With children's hospitals increasingly specializing in rare disease and treatments, we're definitely seeing a growing demand for Aero Angel flights. We anticipate seeing this even more so now with Duke's FDA approval um, for the thymus implant therapy, because they really have a massive list of kids who who need this therapy. Um, So we're working right now on building our um, donation program and also our infrastructure just so that we're ready to meet that demand. But even though our capacity to provide these flights has substantially um, expanded, there's still times, um, as you can imagine, where it's difficult to get a jet donation or a charter flight. I mean, the market is just, you know, crazy right now, especially after COVID. And so, for that reason, our goal right now is to fund the acquisition of a dedicated business jet. And that would enable us to provide more flights for children needing access to medical care. So, this year, we actually launched launched a $10 million capital campaign to fund the acquisition of our first Embraer Phenom 300. So this is very, very exciting for us. Um, and we're looking forward to it because this will really help us in such a number of ways, but particularly with those short notice flights where um, we really need to have you know a dedicated jet available that we can schedule um, in a moment's notice. That is incredible.
0: So how can people help?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're looking for help in a variety of ways, whether that's, um, you know, financial donors, jet donors, volunteers, um, all of the above. But for those who are looking to donate or just getting involved in any capacity, we would direct them to visit our website at arrowangel.org. And that's where they can find more information. We have lots of forms that can be filled out for um, like volunteers, what they're interested in, also for financial donors, jet donors. We also have social media accounts that we use to share stories of flights that we've done and to spread awareness of our mission. So we'd love for people to follow along with that as well. Our Instagram account is arrowangel underscore org. And then our Facebook page is arrowangel.org. So we would really appreciate um, any support we can get there as well. Uh, We've actually had some pretty successful social media fundraisers for last minute charters that we've needed um, to raise funds for. Uh, We actually raised on a recent one, um, $10,000 in less than 24 hours. And that was simply from people, you know, sharing um, the posts that we created and it spread across the globe. I mean, we saw donations coming in um, anywhere from a dollar to hundreds of dollars, um, you know, even as far as Australia. And uh, we were able to raise the funds for this uh, little girl who's battling leukemia um, to take a flight from California, Um, to the East coast. So that was really special. And it just goes to show that, you know, people really shouldn't underestimate the difference they can make because really anything can help, whether it's a small donation, big donation, or um, even just simply, you know, sharing a post and spreading the word.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. And I've seen so many different organizations starting to do that and had fantastic results. $10,000 in 24 hours is Great. You guys should. I was mind blown. It was, I mean, I am just so impressed by the generosity of so many people. Wow. You know, that's how I found you guys is I randomly came across you on Instagram and I was like, I've never. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. I was wondering, that is so great to hear. Yeah. And I randomly came across you and I've never seen, and of course we're a charity organization and I deal with A lot of different charities, and I had never heard of a a charity doing something like this. And I was like, "This is absolutely brilliant." I mean, you are solving a problem that is there, that's necessary, and people don't really think about it, right? Like, I, I just wouldn't think that there is this. A need for that. But then when you absolutely.
1: I mean, as I said, when I was a kid, you know, I had a brain tumor, but I was so fortunate in that I lived 15 minutes away from the hospital with a neurosurgeon that was absolutely amazing. And even that was so hard on not only myself, but my family in general. And so I can imagine adding in the factor of, you know, if they were to say, Oh, the person that is actually going to be able to treat you and and help you survive is actually on the other side of the country. But you are not able to travel on a commercial airline. So, you know, essentially you need to figure out a way to get there safely. Um, You know, people don't think of that. And I I just can't imagine, you know, being in that situation, if that would have happened to me when I was younger. And I don't know how, you know, my family would have gotten through that. So um, being part of this organization and being able to help families going through that, it just, it means so much to me. And I'm so grateful to be part of it.
0: Do you feel the history that you have in the brain tumor that you had to deal with as a child? connects you more with these families. Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, I, I relate to what the kids are going through and now being an adult and having a niece, I can understand what the families must be going through. And of course I'm very close to my mother. So, you know, she tells me, um, you know, stories of what they were going through when, when that whole situation was happening. And so I just feel, you know, so much passion for, you know, ensuring that these families, not only get the care they need for their child, but that it's done so in a way that alleviates stress from their lives. Because I just, I can't even fathom having to go through that entire ordeal and having to to pack your bags and get across the country. And, um, you know, that added factor is just, just must be kind of over the top for them.
0: Absolutely. You know, if your child is immune compromised, I mean, what do you do if you have to be somewhere in a short period of time and you can't get on a commercial flight? It's just what you're doing is so incredible. I I love everything about your organization and you're helping people, you know, not just in Colorado, it's all over the United States. So you're helping children everywhere. And I want to thank you so much for that. But before I let you go, is there anything that we haven't covered that you still want to talk about?
1: Um, you know, the only thing I would say is, um, you know, I kind of made mention to this, uh, a little bit earlier is, but I would just really like to encourage people, um, again, to not underestimate the difference they can make. I know sometimes with these flights, you know, when we're doing short notice, um, charter flights and we do fundraisers, the, the goal can seem, um, a little bit intimidating to people. You know, sometimes it can be $10,000 to $20,000 range. And so people look at that and think, oh, well, I don't have that much money. And so I don't think what I can contribute would help. Um, But as I mentioned earlier, I mean, uh, we've done fundraisers. And even if you don't have the money, just sharing a post, or maybe you know somebody um, who would want to contribute or maybe help spread the word, anything really helps. And if you are interested in our organization um, and just want to learn about more ways to help out, you know, we're always more than welcome to to have a conversation, whether it's over zoom, or if you're in Denver, um, we're happy to meet up for coffee and just um, go over ways to, to get you involved in any capacity that you see fit. Um, Because you really, I think everybody has, um, if they feel passionate about this industry and this mission, I think anybody has the ability to help in some way. And and I'm happy to help them find that way.
0: Yes. The power of, of sharing a message and you know, of course, as you're saying, every dollar helps. So, you know, even if it's $10, $20, everything, it all adds up. It
1: really does. Absolutely. And even for things like, um, you know, outside of the flight costs, you know, you pilots, accommodation, um, when they're doing, you know, overnight flights, things like that, donations for kids' gifts, things like that. So, But even just like you were saying, you know, small amount of money, you know, with so many people adding in, like that $10,000 right. um, fundraiser we did, I, like I said, there were so many $5 donations, $10 donations, and it just added up and $10,000 within 24 hours. I mean, it was just incredible.
0: Yeah. And just sharing. I mean, because somebody shared your post to me is how I learned about you guys and your organization. We've donated to your organization. And now, we're sharing it to so many other people so they can donate as well. So the, the power of sharing is huge. Absolutely. And I, I love it. So, you know, Britt, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're so busy. You wear a thousand hats. So it's hard for no, you, to thank
1: you. Honestly, um, you're doing such great work, just spreading awareness for so many incredible causes. So thank you for all that you do.
0: Oh, and thank you. And to everyone that is listening, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Truman Charities podcast until next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities, or check out our website, TrumanCharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.